Hey everybody and welcome to another Quest for Pixels Conversation, the gaming podcast that brings you thrilling news and gaming discussions each and every week. Today is Saturday, December 15th, 2018, and this is Season 2, Episode 12. I'm Tony Baker, and joining me this evening is my friend and yours, Sheldon Benedict. Aloha! And in the third chair, the one, the only, Joel Brooks, a.k.a. The Falcon. What's up, boys? Woo! We're here recording podcasts. It's exciting. It's been a couple of weeks since our last conversation. And uh, as we're gearing up for the holidays, the weeks feel kind of increasingly busier and busier, if you ask me. Do you agree yes. with that, gentlemen? Hundo P. Way too fast. Hundo P. Hundo P. Since we recorded last time, we've had a few things happen. The Game Awards has come and gone, and we had the launch of a little title that you might have heard of, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. What's that game? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it today. Because in today's conversations, we'll be talking about the Game Award winners and announcements, our Smash impressions, our top five Nintendo Switch games of 2018, and perhaps we will uh, take a look at a year in review for the Nintendo Switch. Guys, what yes. should we start with? Are we going to start with the Game Awards? Should we just jump right into it? Sounds yeah, good. Let's do it. All right, Game Awards. It was on December 6th, the day before uh, Smash Bros. came out. <clears throat> which unfortunately meant that it was not Smash Bros was not eligible for a fighting game <laughs> of the year or anything like that. But uh, we're going to run through these super fast cuz I don't want to spend too much time uh, on this cuz it was, you know, a couple weeks ago now. Game of the year went to God of War, which was super exciting cuz that's a amazing game by the Sony Santa Monica team. Uh, and at the beginning of the Game Awards it kind of looked like it was going to be like the Red Dead 2 show, like <laughs> everything was just going to be Red Dead. But uh, luckily it, it did not happen that way. So God of War, game of the year. Best ongoing game, Fortnite, no surprises there. Best game direction, God of War. Best narrative, Red Dead Redemption 2. Best art direction, uh, this was Return of Obra Din. I, I don't know that game. Best score or music, Red Dead Redemption 2. Best Audio Design, Red Dead Redemption 2. Best Performance, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. Games for Impact, <laughs> Celeste. So that's pretty cool, Celeste. Uh, that's like, uh, you know, Matt makes games, that that guy there. He uh, he won. That was, that was a straight indie title, right? What's that, sorry? Like, that, that, was, a, that was just a straight-up indie title, right? That wasn't, yep. like, produced by anybody nope that's a that's an indie game uh and that's the most impactful because they have it's it's kind of a story about um like anxiety depression and and all and uh like you facing this this task right so yeah. it had like a, a deeper story to it which was just wrapped in an awesome little platformer they also won cool. uh the best independent game uh category went to celeste as well Best debut indie game went to The Messenger, which is a great game by Sabotage Studio, uh, released on the Switch and on uh, Steam. And we've got best mobile game is called Florence. I've seen this game. I haven't uh, played it myself. I looked at it a few times when it was on sale. It's by uh, An Anperana Interactive, and they've done a few games that are on the Switch right now. Uh, but it looks like a pretty cool game, that one, for best mobile. Best VR or AR game, Astrobot Rescue Mission. That's been making a lot of noise as well for uh, 
uh, PlayStation VR. Best action game, Dead Cells. So that's good. Another uh, another Switch game right there. Um, best action adventure game was God of War. Best role playing game, Monster Hunter World, which is kind of weird because I wouldn't really consider it a uh, role playing game. Considering like I know there's elements of it in there, <clears throat> but compared compared to what else they've nominated in that category, it kind of stuck out to me. Go ahead, Sheldon. So that game. I forgot that game came out this year. <laughs> I know, eh? It feels like it was forever ago. But yeah, they it was going up against Dragon Quest uh, Eleven, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath, Octopath Travelers, and uh, Pillars of Eternity. Which to me, they they seem much more RPG ish yeah, than, than than Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter is more of an action action. Adventure. Yeah, that's what I would say too. But I don't know. With like mild RPG elements. Yeah, it, the but. fans have spoken, Sheldon. Fans have spoken. Yeah. Best yeah, fighting game. It went to Dragon Ball Fighters, Fighter Z. Actually, that's what it is. Uh, that's available on Switch as well. Best family game. This this kind of took me by surprise. So the category was best family game. The nominees were Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked Two, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party. Well, what do you think would win that category, guys? I would have said Mario Party. Yeah. What about you, Sheldon? I'd probably go with Mario Party too. And I three would have chose Mario Party, but the winner indeed was Overcooked Two, which wow, which is that's yeah. I, I just maybe because like, it's available everywhere as opposed to yeah. Super Mario Party that's just on Nintendo, right? But I just found that very <laughs> odd. But that I wouldn't consider that a good family game. Me neither. Just that's the kind of game that you just want to like hit your family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I need a tomato. Damn it! Uh, best strategy game that went to Into the Breach. That's uh, an, uh, another game that's on Switch as well. Uh, best sports slash racing game went to Forza Horizon Four. So that's awesome. Uh, best multiplayer game went to Fortnite. Content creator streamer of the year was Ninja. No surprises there. Best esports esports player was Dominique Sonic Fox. Uh, McLean and his his speech was awesome like he's a, he is a weird like eccentric kind of guy comes up there with his, his mask on and then he just said at the end of it he said I'm black I'm gay and I'm the best esports winner or like player in the world right now so and, and that's how he ended his thing so that was don't forget he mentioned that he was a furry oh yeah and he said that he was a furry that's right really? yeah it was it was it was it was like That's the highlight of the game awards for me that speech <laughs> it was awesome because and and he was super happy like you could just tell he was just like so happy to be there yeah so like so go ahead like just one question about the content creators yeah. like did anybody else have like not no knock against everybody who was nominated but no one is it weird that all of them uh like everyone was nominated for their Fortnite content like there was no yeah, yeah. Var- there's no variety of content. It was just everybody was Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't like. It's just where know, the streamers Fortnite are playing, is, right? Yeah. Because it's, I don't know. It's really it's trendy, I guess. Because so. there's that one uh, streamer, po- Pokimane or whatever. Well, she is obviously like she liked to stream Pokemon and Nintendo stuff, I believe. But yeah, it it all focused around their Fortnite stuff. Well, see, and that's why that ninja, that's why he won too, because that's like all he plays is Fortnite. Mm-hmm. He's kind of an ass. He's been playing a lot of Smash lately. That's good. At least there's some 
Nintendo representation there. Yes, sir. Best esports team, Cloud9 is the winner. Best esports game was Overwatch. Best esports event, League of Legends World Championship. Best esports host is some word that I cannot say. And uh, best <laughs> esports coach is Bach Reapered Han Gu Gairu. I don't know. Is that one person? Yeah, that's one person. Oh. Best esports moment is C9's comeback in the Triple OT versus Phase, which I don't know. I feel like I have a stroke every time I talk about e-stroke or esports. E-strokes. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so that was the uh, the winners. Um, do you guys have anything to add to the winners there, or should we move on to the announcements? I just want to kind of go through it as probably as quick as possible yeah, for these. Like, I didn't. I didn't really watch much of it, so. Um. I wouldn't really know too much about esports or was, esports game awards. Yeah, I was more excited for the announcements that came at the exactly uh, awards. Me as so, well. So, what about like so? What were some of the announcements that they had there? Well, I'm glad you asked, Sheldon, because I have a list of them right here. Uh, <laughs> they started with Stanley, the Stanley Parable. They're doing a Ultra Deluxe Edition, and the trailer they had for that was really, really, really funny. Um, they talked about how like. Uh, the game was appreciated by their peers, but then they showed clips of of uh, The Last of Us winning because it came out at the same time, and The Last of Us like sweeping all the award shows and winning all the awards. And then at the end of it, he's like, "Well, at least we're coming out in 2019." And then they're like, "What? Last of Us Two is coming out in 2019? Damn it!" <laughs> and that's kind of how it ended. It was pretty funny. Uh, and then we got a bomb dropped on us: Multiple, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three: The Black Order. Uh, and that is uh, a game that is being developed by uh, Team Ninja and published by Nintendo. It is exclusive to the Nintendo Switch, and it is the um, the uh, the third in a series. After like it's ten years, it'll be ten years since the last game came out on PS2, Xbox 360, and the Wii. And awesome. people who know these games, they they tend to like really, really love them. They it kind of has that same Diablo gameplay style. Um, so you're kind of got like a dungeon crawler going on, and uh, but it, it gives you all those characters that you're familiar with. Plus you get uh, you get the X Men back in it, so it's not like it's a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. It's just like a Marvel Comics thing. So you got all the characters. And the fact yeah. that it's which exclusive is yeah amazing that's, yeah that's really cool and they and they so, published it too so it's not going to be like a timed yeah. exclusive it's it's like this is nintendo's and you know that it's not going to be garbage since nintendo freaking produced it so julie had something yeah, to I'm say sure. there? yeah i'm so hyped for this game like i remember playing like so much ultimate alliance one and two yeah man on my xbox 360 I'm actually really hoping that they will release the first and second one on the oh, eShop man, uh, before, like before the launch of number three, because those games, like, are just th those are like literally my favorite games. Like online multiplayer for those games, amazing. Yeah, I remember playing it on uh, back even on PlayStation Two for the first one, I think, and um, and yeah, like to have like it's a, it's a huge win and a complete shock. This is another. Yeah. announcement where nintendo like nobody had any idea like we always you know we try to predict everyone tries to predict what nintendo's going to do but then they pull out something like this which nobody had any like nobody this has not been and, brought up by anybody and it's really like 
so this is really like beckoning back to like the SNES days. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like Nintendo's really reaching out now, which is awesome that they're working with like Marvel. You know, they're they're getting yeah, like these more properties. mainline stuff, like stuff that's not just like you know like a crazy Japanese game or something, but like mainline popular you know superhero stuff that's really cool yeah and it's something we see we continue to see with the with some of the other announcements in the game awards is that it, it it's really bringing to the, my my focus is the first thing i kept thinking about is these games are coming like even the ones that are multi-platform uh, they seem to be coming day and date with switch with ps4 with xbox because now it's like okay the switch has proven itself it has enough units out there uh people love playing games on the switch so let's just you know they they're putting them out at the same time like we were kind of still playing that Wii U catch-up game at the beginning of the Switch's life cycle, you know, like we'd get the the game, but it'd be like six months after or or a year after, right? Yeah. For like the, for the ports. But now, now it's like they're coming at the same time. Well, and the nice yeah. thing is that it's because the Switch <laughs> audience has proven that they're going to go out and exactly. buy like, third-party games, right? Yeah, so like, because of that, they're more willing to bring them over day and date, right? Yeah, and there's more people that, yeah, are picking up these multi-console games on the switch totally that's you know and it's it's becoming like it's not its own thing anymore it's getting back up into the you know the limelight with xbox and playstation yeah and it's something like the the switch community is hungry for these games and it's something that i was going to talk about a little bit when we do our our uh, nintendo switch in review but just the way that the switch has made me want to play games yeah, differently than I normally would in any other console generation. So, but we'll continue on with the announcements for right now. But uh, Far Cry New Dawn, so it's a, uh, it continues like right after Far Cry Far Cry Five. Uh, it takes place seventeen years after the conclusion of it in Hope County, Montana. Shout out to Montana. Woo! Um, and it's only going to be thirty nine ninety nine. Comes out February fifteenth. So that's almost about a, exactly a year almost since the last one came out. Nice. That will come. So out. that's going to come pretty soon then. <clears throat> yeah, early next year. So that's cool. Uh, for a, a Switch release. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be dope. That would be sweet. I don't think. But we got Hades. Uh, there was an early access trailer. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler. Uh, and hack and slash it looks really cool it's like 19 bucks uh it's an early access on the epic game store you can go ahead and pick that up now uh next one was called scavengers uh from the teams that made up battlefield call of duty and halo veterans third party third person survival shooter um crash team racing that was a big one uh the news kind of dropped uh the same day as the game awards ahead of time but then we saw the trailer Looked really, really good. Um, and that's another one. Like They showed this this trailer. Uh, it kind of ended with the Sony logo, like Sony Best Place to Play Games kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the Twitter account for, for Crash said it's coming out Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Switch all on April 20th or 4th or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's I'm looking one. forward to it. Yeah, another great kart racer on the Switch, so that'd be cool. <clears throat> Outer Worlds, that was the game, it's a new first-person shooter from Obsidian, so that's one of the um, the companies that Microsoft actually acquired. This isn't an exclusive to Microsoft, because this probably was, you know, made before that um, acquisition took place, 
but it looks kind of like Fallout, but set in outer space. So like, like Fallout, Mash, uh, Mass Effect, and Borderlands kind of all mashed together. That's what people are calling it. Yeah, it looks sweet. Yeah. Sean, did you have a chance to see that trailer at all? That might be one you want to look I, up afterwards. I haven't looked at that one. I'm going to check that one out. <clears throat> that sounds that sounds like something up my alley. Yeah. And then we got something called Dauntless. Dauntless, yeah. And that's coming to PS4 and Xbox One, April 2019. It's a monster-slaying action game. And then the next one that came out is The Last Campfire. And that one looks pretty cool. And it's uh, made by, like, two people from the No Man's Sky team. And it looks like it's a game that should be on the Nintendo Switch, but I don't think it had any announcement of... I think it might even have been, like, a PC exclusive or something like that at the time. But it looked really cool. Kind of had a... Kind of had, like, a... It has it, it feels kind of almost like a it's got a wind waker vibe to it to me that it kind of reminds me of that for some reason that one's called that's the last cool. campfire and that's one that I actually might play on PC if it's only on PC because it looks really cool sweet Atlas was revealed that is a multi um, a massive multiplayer online first person pirate adventure game it's yes. pretty much what sea of thieves should have been like if you look at it like there's actually shit to do in it that's awesome that one looks yeah, cool the world looks complete like there's so, so much stuff going on in the trailer yeah like they showed so much it just looked I can't wait to play that game that one's coming to Steam on December 13th which was two days ago and it will be an Xbox game preview next year and then there was a teaser of Dragon Age 4 that just was like a very short like title screen kind of deal um, the Pathless was another one that was revealed. That one looks pretty cool. It's by the creators of Abzu. Uh, it's going to be on PS4, and you're an archer that's accompanied by an eagle in a massive forest. And really bright colors, lots of like those polygonal shapes, very, um, very trendy looking art style. The Stranger Stranger Things three the game so the guys from who made the strange who made Stranger Things the Netflix series came out on stage to talk about this, and it looks like Zombie Ate My Neighbors, but with really? Stranger Things people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It says we don't um, we don't know when the third season is coming, but maybe the sixteen bit game will tide us over. I don't know nice. when that comes out, but I would imagine it would probably try to release when the third season does i don't know because it the third season is going to take place all in a mall i guess and this game takes place all in a mall sweet mortal kombat 11 that was yeah. a surprise announcement uh it's coming out fairly soon it launches on april 23rd and mm. that is also coming to all platforms including the yeah. nintendo switch I can't yes, wait to play that on the Switch. My most anticipated freaking game right now. Like I'm so excited to play Mortal Kombat. The question that is, was, are I, they going to allow the blood on the Nintendo oh, version? Yeah. yeah, you'll have to yeah. put the code in or something. <laughs> yeah. Like back in the day. Yeah, that's it was a huge surprise, even bigger surprise that it's coming to the Switch. Um yeah. I don't know if if they're doing that in-house or they have like a, a porting a porting team or studio like maybe panic buttons on it who knows if anybody could do it i definitely think panic button could but yeah uh, panic button's done an awesome job on their switch ports yeah it's it's just gonna be so oh man i don't know i just i'm just loving the switch right now i'm loving playing whenever i can so much more than i normally would play any other game where i had to be you know stuck in front of a tv mm-hmm. and 
just to have Mortal Kombat, you know, and, and, you know, you have kids around, young kids, maybe you don't want to see, you know, spines being ripped out on the TV, right? So you can just yeah. play it in handheld and have your own time, right? But I'm excited for exactly. that. That's that's so cool. And uh, Mortal Kombat X, just as a side note, was released on Game Pass, like, the, the day after the Game Awards. So if you wanted to get in there and, and you know, get your skills up to, up to speed for uh, you know, Mortal I, Kombat 11... What's that? I haven't played. I said I, I'm gonna have to try like get that one when I get home because I I haven't played Mortal Kombat since like the one that introduced like the X-ray, like oh, fighting yeah. or whatever. When you do the X-ray, the move and you like see the bone snap or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was the last one I played. Hmm. Yeah, Mortal Kombat X. It's it. I played a little bit of it. It's pretty fun. I think you like a lot of uh, a lot of DLC characters too. I think they had Freddy Krueger in there and like Jason Voorhees sweet yeah uh we got a psychonauts 2 trailer there was uh already talk about that for a while but now it's slated to launch in 2019 and then we got a little teaser at the very end for super smash bros ultimate we got the, a look at the first dlc character and it is joker from the persona 5 series so i have a question for you guys do you think that this is a hint? A hundred percent. At maybe Persona coming 100%, to the Switch. Hundred percent. The guy. Yeah. I think the game will. Whenever this DLC is coming out, that game's gonna come out the same same time frame. Dude, Persona will be at home on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, totally. Like, and it's such a good game to be able to take on the go. Like, it's such a long game that being able to play it anywhere. Yep. Would be super handy. Like that was my biggest problem for Persona Five was I didn't have the time, like, being an adult and having a kid and a job, I don't have the time to sit in front of the TV and play a full Persona game like I did when I played Persona 4, you know? So I think having it on the Switch would be dope. Exactly. See, I really don't think it is going to come. No? Because it would be the same sort of thing with, like, how we got Cloud, right? Like, we'd get all these Final Fantasy games. But we are, we are getting Fantasy. all these Final Fantasy games, though, Joel. See, I haven't heard anything else about them after they said that, though. And you figured they would have had something said. Like as far as the the Final Fantasy games? Yeah. Well, that's because they well, most of them are in 2019, ahead. right? Yeah. Like, you can go on, like, they have them on, like, the Nintendo website, like, as coming soon or whatever, or coming to Switch. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I don't believe it. But, uh, yeah. But I, I think it would be a huge win for Nintendo. Because that's been predominantly just on PlayStation, and it has a huge following. Yeah, it'd be a great um, a great win for Nintendo. That'd be another a cool thing. Like I'd there. even I'd even be happy if they dropped Persona Four on Switch because I'd definitely play that game again. I love that one, and then like follow it up with Persona Five because I'm sure Persona Five is going to take a bit more development time to port it over, but. Persona 4, it wouldn't be nothing for them to port it over because they put it on the Vita, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 4 Golden was on Vita, on. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we have so we that, get those pers- those offshoot personas on the on the DS, right? Like uh Persona, yeah, Persona, Persona Q. Q. Yeah. Persona Q is really fun too. That was a good game. <clears> There's knows, a new Persona we'll get a... game coming out too. Oh, is there? Yeah. See, that's a that's, that's coming out on Switch. That's one of those franchises I've always wanted to get into, but I just never had the oh, time dude. to, you know, 
Speaking of what mm-hmm. you said earlier uh, about not having the time to to really dive into those games, like I never thought I'd be able to put as much time into Breath of the Wild when the Switch launched as I, as I did. But because it was handheld, I was able to put like 80 yeah. to 100 hours into that game. Well, same here. Like I just because I, I take my Switch everywhere, <laughs> and I've never put that much time into a game that I had look, that was a console game like Animal Crossing. Yeah, because you're in and out of it all for like a year. Right? Honestly, the the last game like last like home console like TV game that I I put that much time into, I was 17. No fucking responsibilities. I sat in my like my bedroom when I was in high school, and I put like a hundred hours into Red uh, Red Dead Redemption. Nice. So being able to put that much time into like a Zelda game, like all the other Zelda games, like when I played them or like I've gone back and I've played a couple Zelda games, but I mean, I just focus on the story and plow my way through it. So it was nice to be able to take it wherever and just, you know, I could everywhere we went, I took my, I take my switch. So you can just sit down and play a few minutes of the game and put it in the sleep mode and you know carry on with whatever you're doing. It's great. Well, the nice thing about being able to take it with you is that, like, for me, like, if I'll, like, put a game down for a couple of days, like, I'll come back and I'll have no idea where I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll have to end end up restarting because I have no idea where I am. So being able to, like, just pause it real quick, go to where I got to go, open it up, start playing again, at least I kind of know where I am in the story. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, that's the reason why I've played, like, all the RPGs that I've really got into have always been on like either Game Boy or the DS series. Yeah. Like those are the ones I hardly ever played like hardcore RPG games on my home consoles. I found it because I had that problem. I found it hard to like, if I go away from a game for a bit, I'd have to re like relearn the mechanics again. <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. I can't, I can't do it as good as I did when I was playing it a lot. You know, you like save in some like weird inconspicuous place and you have no and idea what you're lost. doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So that was the Game Awards. Joel, you you did have a chance to watch it as it was happening. What did you think of the Game Awards overall? Did you did you like what they did this year? Or you know what? I really uh, appreciate what they're doing for the Game Awards because I remember, like before, it kind of almost seemed like it was just like a kind of like Whoever. a joke. Like, yeah, it, it was a, seemed like an advertisement for like the Call of Duty game or whatever the big game was like. It seemed like it was like kind of a pay-to-win competition. Yeah, like uh, I'm just kind of happy that they put more production value into it. Um, they actually took the time to like invite like sort of like notable celebrities to the video game awards, so that it kind of shows people that like we're not all people that just sit in our parents' basement and talk trash online, right? Like, so <laughs> I really appreciate that they're kind of like trying to like class it up a little bit for us. Yeah. Yeah, this they, year it sounded it sounded like they did a really good job this year. Yeah, they started with it a sounded, really nice like moment too. More of a, like it seemed like it was more for gamers now, which is nice. Yeah, and that moment at the beginning where they brought Sean Layton, Phil Spencer, and Reggie all together—that was awesome. Just to have their little speech at the beginning to say we're all here to play games. You know, you're cutting out really bad. Sorry, just putting that in there. I I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I was just saying that. At the beginning, they had that spot with uh, Reggie and Sean Layton and Phil Spencer. Yeah, and, okay. And, and that was like really nice to see them just be like, "We were here to play games, and it's it's all about games, right? Like it's it's not it's not a war." <laughs> I mean, I really wish I really wish Reggie would have headbutted the dude from PlayStation, but 
That's just me. <laughs> I wish they would have came out and been like, hey, you got Smash launching? How about we give you God of War? And then Phil Spencer's like, how about we give you Banjo? And then they just had that announcement right there. How amazing would oh that my, have been? Could you imagine Carlos? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, man. Smash? I wish, I wish we would have got a Metroid Prime trailer just out of the blue. That's yeah, uh, that's something we should talk about too. That wasn't announced. Like everyone, including me, I thought there was going to be like it, it'd be the perfect time to show up. But if if you start thinking about it, it's not really because Smash was launching the next day. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be E three. Yeah, I did call I a surprise <laughs> DLC announcement though. That I did say that was going to happen. Yeah, I would have never seen the Joker coming. I didn't think who it was, but I just said they'll announce a character. I was kind of hoping that it was going to be Joker from Batman. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I know every time I hear Joker, that's what I think of. I'm like, Batman? Is that you? <laughs> was there anything else that you liked about that, Joel? Like, for me, I, I enjoyed the uh, the orchestrated pieces were really, really well done this year, too. Um, my favorite part was when they had the dude who played uh, the guy from God of War. Oh, and the kid so who did funny. the voice acting. Yeah, I did not expect that dude to look like that. <clears throat> oh man! Like he, the guy's like seven foot, just jacked. Um, <laughs> and it was like it was really cool how like everybody was expecting him to call the kid boy like, yeah. in the game, right? And then he finally did, and everybody in the crowd just popped. Yeah, I thought that was, that was really. I thought that was good. Yeah, that was fantastic. So just uh, some quick numbers here. It was about uh, twenty. 24-ish million was the global audience of the Game Award, and that's including people who restreamed it and their audiences and such, but uh, that's a pretty big reach right there. Yeah, that's a huge number. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's talk about top five Switch games for 2018. Who wants to go first? I can go first. All right. Take it away, Joel. All right, so we just do one at a time? Sure, let's do, let's do one, then go around, one, do around, or whatever the you know, okay, let's say one of my uh, top games this year has been just where I was playing it today. It was uh, Skyforce on the Nintendo Switch. It was a port, but I'm really happy because that was one of my favorite games that I used to play on. Used to play on where? I used to play it on the Xbox. Okay. Sheldon, name one. Uh, so my first one I'll bring up is Diablo three. Nice. Um, it's like, I, I played a lot of Diablo back in the day on my PC and it was nice to have it like, and they did a really good job bringing it over the switch. Like it runs super good. There's no lag. It stays like a solid 60 frames, you know, a second, even with like at one point in the game, I think I had like 110 kill streak and like no lag. So the game runs really good and it, it, it works out really well on the Switch for like what we were saying before. You can pick it up and play anywhere. So um, it's nice that uh, they brought that over to the Switch. Nice. And for me, uh, I'm not doing this in any order. I don't know if you guys are or not. Are you doing it in order of importance or just. No, okay. I'm just kind of picking them off my list. Okay. Uh, the next one for me would be The Messenger. That was, uh, uh, you know, game of the. or. Uh, the Game Award winner right there, The Messenger, it speaks for itself. It's got ninjas, time travel. It's a good game, really good game. Good platforming, yeah. tight controls. Great music. Uh, even though the back of the back half of the game wasn't as good as I would have hoped, that it's worth it just for that first half. Joel, what's your next one? 
Yeah, my next one is going to be 99 Vitas, the nice. deluxe version. Uh, it's a beat em up game, and it just kind of brought me back to uh, my childhood playing some beat em ups on the Super Nintendo. I just had a really good time with that game. Yeah, I played the demo of that. Really cool. Me too. And it has online. Like, I, I'm going to pick that game up. I think it'd be really it'd be like, fun cool to that they added. Yeah, and. Uh, like the the worst part about getting like a beat 'em up is I usually end up just playing it by myself, and those games are a lot more fun to play, you know, with your friends. So yep. Cool that they they brought or they have the online option. Sheldon, what's your next game? My next one is Starlink. <laughs> Starlink is a dope game, and they just the fact that like. It is the Star Fox game that we needed. <laughs> like, even though it's not a Star Fox game, you know, with the, the Star Fox, um, the storyline in there is really cool. And just, like, the game itself, even if it didn't have Star Fox and all that stuff in it, it still holds its own. Like, it's an amazing space shooter, and it's what No Man's Sky should have been. Like, the RP, like, the mild RPG in it is really good, and just, like, flying around... Uh, the freaking planet in your spaceship is amazing. The battling's really good, and uh, I mean everything. Like I really don't have too many negatives on it, so that game really stood out. I put a lot of time into that one. That's awesome. Yeah, mine. Uh, the next one I was going to do was also Starlink Battle for Atlas. Uh, it was a kind of a surprise hit for me, and uh, another Ubisoft game where Nintendo says, "Here, take take the reins at this property and see what you can add to your game with it." And to me, it's just a Star Fox game. I don't care about the other stuff in it. Uh, I heard that stuff's pretty good, but I don't even need to worry about that. Plus, the game, for like no extra cost, almost, you pretty much get a sweet uh, R-Wing figure, which is great. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the toys are freaking cool. Yeah. The R-Wing stuff is awesome. Joel, what's your next one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Gear Club unlimited two nice it is a kind of like a realistic racer sort of in the same vein as uh, horizon how did that uh, run on the Forza? switch was did it run okay on the switch you know what the game has uh like it has its problems i mean some spots of the game it looks like the car is floating off of the ground um the load times on the game are like they need to fix those because they you do wait around quite a bit but if you're judging the game just on the actual gameplay itself, like, I, I love it. Every time I've had a race, it's been fun. It also has uh, online this time around, so you can actually race with your friends. You can make your own clubs. Oh, cool. Uh, you can race other clubs. So it has a lot of great stuff to it. It just, there's a few things in the game that really makes it, um, it really makes it kind of steep for the price point that they're asking. So I played the first one. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Like I want to pick up the the second one, but my problem with the first one is it seemed like it was like the races were really short. So how how is like are the the races like like an I guess a normal length I guess for a racing game? Or do you feel like they're short? Uh, I wouldn't say they're short. Like I would I would say some races raced they were going too long. But okay. I'd rather have them go too long than too short. Yeah. How's the uh, like your the garage stuff in this one? Like the customization? Um, it's all there. Like I believe it's pretty much the same. 
as uh, the first one. Like you, 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 like you have you to unlock different parts yeah. of the shop. Like you yeah, you have to upgrade your shop. You have to unlock other That's parts cool. to get. That was that was honestly my favorite part of the first one. I really like that. Yeah, it's really fun laying out the design of your garage to make sure you get everything fitting. Mm -hmm. Like I, I mean, it's not. Like I said, the thing about the game is the price point that they're asking for it. Yeah, uh, that's the <clears throat> yeah. Oh, she's a full price game. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, full it's price full game. Price. But I believe that if I continue to support this game, that they're going to continue to make improvements because there has been improvements from the first game. So I'm hoping yeah. that 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 trend keeps on continuing. Nice. Because I feel like that's one of the kind of genres that the Switch is really missing, is the kind of realistic racing. Yeah. Shelley, what's your next one? So, my next one is Fortnite. Ooh. Uh, I didn't even think about that for for whatever reason. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, like, I played Fortnite on you know, I think PlayStation before it came on Switch. And I really didn't get into it. And like what you said about Switch making you play games that you didn't think that you'd play is how Fortnite was for me because I'm like really not into the whole Battleground games or whatever. And I really enjoyed Fortnite. I played a lot of it and, you know, playing with you guys and, you know, all the other people that I have on Switch, it was really fun. And I was surprised at how much fun I had with the game. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a great game. Like you can't go wrong with Fortnite for sure. And it keeps getting updated and keeps keeps growing and continuing, so that's always nice. <clears throat> the next game I got is Horizon Chase Turbo. It's a game that we got yes. for review not too long ago. Did wrote up a review on questforpixels.com. I love the game. Uh, every once in a while I just jump back into it and do a couple of quick races. It's just as like how Joel said that you know we're missing that uh, realistic racer. I also felt like we were missing that one solid arcade retro arcade racer as well on the Switch. Yeah. And now it's something that you know we got both. Yeah, and they freaking <clears throat> nailed on that game, um, especially if you played Top Gear back in the day. Oh, totally. Um, Top Top Gear is probably like my number one like racing game anytime i think about racing games aside from mario kart like if i'm thinking like like if i just stop and think about racing games it's usually always top gear and horizon chase is awesome because like they brought the same guy that did the music for top gear back to that game and you can hear like the 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 undertones from the the snes music in there so that was probably my favorite part was just hearing the new music totally it's an awesome game Joel, what's next? Yeah, my next one is going to be Brawlhalla. Oh, great uh, choice. I, I had so much fun with this game, and I believe that this game came out at a time that was really important for me because there wasn't really too much uh, on the Switch that was going on at that time, and I really wasn't kind of having anything for review or nothing. And the game came out, and I've seen people play it on PC, and it just kind of grabbed me, and I like I just played so much of the game, leading up to Smash. That's why I think I'm having so much fun with Smash, is because Brawl brought me back to that type of gaming genre. And for like a free platform fighter, I mean, it's it's a no brainer for me. Completely agree with you on that one. That that game is fantastic. And and when when I saw your video that you did for us on uh, on YouTube Quest for Pixels YouTube. Uh, I, ju I just 
I was like, wow, this actually looks really, really good. And, and the, the barrier of entry is, is nothing because it's a free game. So jump in and play. And, and you got this great cast of characters as well, like these platform fighters. Um, it was, like you said, perfect, perfect timing uh, right before Smash. Really got us in the mood for it. I, I can, can't agree with you more on that one. Yeah, I agree too. Like after I saw Joel's uh, review of it or whatever, that I just I went and picked it up. Like I wasn't even like Joel sold me on that yeah. game, and I'm glad that I did. We had a lot of fun playing that one. It was fun. Totally, Sheldon. What's your next one? My next one is Party Hard. Ooh, that game is so fun. Like it's so frustrating, <laughs> but it's so much fun and it's hilarious. Like, um, I did it for review. And or we got a copy of it for review, and I couldn't believe that. Like at first, I was playing it, and I couldn't get past the first level, and I was just I was like almost hating it, but I couldn't put it <laughs> down. And all of a sudden, like I got the hang of the game, and it's so awesome. Like you have to, like I guess the concept of the game is you're a pissed off neighbor, and you're supposed to kill everybody at a party, and there's all sorts of like, um, like environment things that you can use to like kill the partiers like push somebody into a grill or throw someone off of uh, the top of a building and um i kept coming back to it and i think that's why it made it on this list was because it really got me and i actually made it through the whole game and it's it's really fun and there's all sorts of achievements and characters to unlock and it's really cool nice joel yeah so my next one has to be pokemon let's go yes uh this game has done so much for the Pokemon franchise. Like, I feel like it's brought so many people in who have kind of not really looked at the Pokemon franchise. But for somebody like me, who's also, like, grown up with the Pokemon franchise, it's actually made me fall back in love with the series because I kind of dropped off after the whole Sun and Moon uh, release. Like, that, those games, they were Pokemon games, but they weren't really uh, for me. Like, I feel like they got too much away from what Pokemon actually was. And this kind of brings it back, and I'm hoping that uh, the mainline series will actually take some uh, things from the Let's Go uh, series and and bring them over just because I really enjoy the experience of being able to just relax and play through my Pokemon game without having to worry about, oh my gosh, my poisoned, am I going to make it back to the Pokemon Center, am I going to lose all my progress? Um and like even today watching my son had a bunch of people over and they were just all like amazed with Pokemon Let's Go, like just watching the graphics and stuff for the first time, not seeing a switch before. And it kind of reminded me of when I was a kid seeing Pokemon on the Game Boy Color for the first time. And uh, I really think that people need to look at it in that way. Like this is people's first Pokemon game that's drawing them in. Like the people who are already hooked on the series, I think that yes, it is for them, but this is more for broadening the Pokemon franchise as a whole. And uh, just the amount of fun that I've had playing this game is why it's up on the top of my list for the year. Awesome. Sheldon? Yeah, so I'm going to agree with Joel there. Like, my number one game for the year was Pokemon. <clears throat> it, it really revitalized the game. Like Joel said, it brought all these new people in. And I was at the same. I was I was having the same problem too. So like they re did the like re-release of um, Sapphire and Ruby, and I got into that one and I made it. You know, like I finished the game, but it was really like lo 
losing fuel for me. Like I was starting to get really bored with it. And Sun and Moon, I, I only made it like halfway through that game and I just put it down, which has never happened with me with a Pokemon game. And I feel like uh, Let's Go really revitalized it for me. Like they took out the freaking the the freaking shock paddles and brought the game back to life for me. I had a blast with it. Like not only did it like remind me of when I first got um, Pokemon Red on the Game Boy, but it also like all the new stuff. I I actually really enjoyed all the new additions to the game. Like I didn't think I was gonna like the like the Pokemon Go mechanics as much as I did. But I really liked it, the way they switched that up and, you know, changed the game just enough to make it feel fresh. So everything that game did, um, and as much as I've played it, I'm still playing it. Even after I beat the main story, you know, I'm still playing it and going through and training Pokemon. I'm actually going to finish the Pokedex, which I've never done. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my number one game for the year. Yeah, I completely agree. My my next game that I was gonna say is also Pokemon Let's Go, because we're so we're so darn alike, all three of us. Um, <laughs> but for you guys, like longtime fans of the series, it was very different than than someone like me who who never really got into a Pokemon before and never uh, cared too much about it. And it just felt to me before it felt so daunting to jump in and know that there's like how much like there's six hundred, eight hundred Pokemon. It's like I don't. I have no emotional connection to any of them. I have no nostalgia for any of them. So it was always really difficult for me to try to find that jumping off point. And with the Switch and Let's Go Pokemon, um, or Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, it was it was really nice to to finally have that 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 spot. Plus, you get all these new um, quality of life things, like not the not having to worry about the random encounters. You know, you can kind of, yeah. if you wanted to play it more casual and just advance the story, you could. And then when you did go to grind, it didn't feel as grindy somehow, you know, to me. And, and it's it's still a game that I, even with Smash Out right now, and we're probably going to talk about that next, um, I've been I've been jumping back and forth between Smash and Pokemon because I still am enjoying it and still enjoying going through the story. Yeah, like one of the cool things that like one of the new additions or whatever <clears throat> is being able to swap your Pokemon out without having to go back to a Poke Center and, you know, use the PC. Like in the previous games, you had to go to a Poke Center and use the PC and you could switch out your Pokemon, like your party <laughs> from the Pokebox and everything. So it's nice being able to do that on the fly, especially if, you know, like if you're going and running through trainers or whatever, um, you know, being able to change your cu or customize your party on the fly being able to set your party up for like different encounters or different uh, trainer battles was really cool. And especially like if you're working on the Pokedex, you can, you know, switch your Pokemon out depending on which ones you want to train next without having to go back to a Poke Center. So that was a really cool addition. I feel like they made it more the they made the the series more inviting. Yeah. Um, which is I think that was like that that was the goal for the game was to bring Pokemon Go players and people like you, Tony, like you know people that never got into it and it's nice that they just took it back to the original 150 or 151 since Mew's there um you know it it just it did everything it felt like it did everything right you know it really it captured that lightning again yeah being able to make it through mount moon having to fight a zubat every two steps was <laughs> fantastic that was amazing yeah and and again like i didn't even get 
I didn't even really get hooked on Pokemon Go on the phone. Like I played it when it first came out, and then it was like, okay, I get it, and that was kind of it. But yeah. now I'm a, I'm a I'm a person who's going to buy the next mainline Pokemon game, you know, Ooh. because and I wouldn't have been if there was no Pokemon Let's Go this year. That's awesome. So it it, it did it did yeah it did it did what exactly what they set out to do like they wanted something that everyone could get into you know I could play with my daughter we both had a had an enjoyable time like and yeah so last last game on the list guys go Joel first yes it's Smash okay hands down it's Smash like Pokemon is my favorite game but Smash is the game that uh, I've never really found myself getting into. And I've never really found myself giving a chance to. And since it came out, what, last weekend? Yeah. Uh, that I've been playing that game nonstop. I have about 35 hours into the game. I mean, I have all the characters unlocked. And I didn't even do any of, like, the classic mode. I just played straight up, like, random, random matches. Um, so I've been having a blast playing online with community, playing online with you two. Uh, just how easy it is to set up an arena for people to join. Um, I really feel like it's really inviting to have it for people to actually come together and have a good time. Um, and I like that this series seems like it's more easily picked up than uh, the Wii U version that I tried playing last generation. And it just seems like uh, at any skill level, you can still be competitive no matter what there is there's going to be a character for you there's going to be something for you in this game and uh, i really feel like this is the game of the year for nintendo Shall definitely we? that that's my next one too is smash yeah um they really so i haven't i haven't uh, been a fan of smash since melee on gamecube and i feel the same way about uh this smash as i did about melee and the nice thing that they did with this one is they made it, like Joel said, accessible to anybody, any play style. Um, you know, there's an adventure mode in there. There's the classic mode, online, regular just smash battles. There's so many, like, customization for, like, setting up a battle arena. You can play this game however you want, and there's so much in it. Like, only paying $60 for the amount of content this game feels like a steal, like, it's, oh, totally. it's a really great game, and I am just—I'm really enjoying playing it, which is strange because the last two I just didn't get into. So uh, it's definitely like the the game of the year for Smash. I agree with that, or for for Switch, it's it's really good, and uh, there's so many characters, it's crazy. I haven't unlocked them all yet, but I'm, I'm working my way through it. How about you, Tony? What's your last one? Well, surprise, surprise! It's also Smash Bros. But to, again, it's it's a real it's a real different situation for me again because I I missed out on the N sixty four and the GameCube era for most games. Um, I was you know that was my PlayStation time. Was I call the dark the dark times? No, uh, <laughs> it's okay. We forgive you. Yeah. So. Besides the occasional matches at at buddies' houses uh, during those those times, I never really played Smash. And when Wii U came about, I was really excited to get into Smash. I bought the game, I was ready to play it, and I just I couldn't. It just didn't click for me for whatever reason. It felt, 
And I was afraid that it was going to happen with this one as well, but it's completely the opposite. Like I'm playing it right now, to be honest. You can probably hear me clicking away. Uh, yeah, so like this this, this version, it just seems so much faster, more accessible. Again, like I, I don't know what it is, you know, what Nintendo's doing with these games, but they're, I, I they're opening it up a to new it. audiences. It's the Switch. I think just the console itself is making these games more attractive too. Like the Switch has now overtaken my love for the Super Nintendo. Like the Switch is my number one console, followed closely by the Super Nintendo. But yeah. it's making these games enjoyable. I don't know what it is about the system, but it's just uh, it's reinvigorating like, my love for, for games. You know what I think of it is? We grew up with Nintendo, and literally Nintendo is making this console for people who grew up with Nintendo. It's like, we know that if you played Duck Hunt when you were a kid, you probably have some responsibilities right now. <laughs> so here's a console that if you take your, like for me, my daughter to Japanese school and I wait outside Japanese school for an hour, now I can wait out there with Pokemon or Smash or Mario or Zelda and play the hell out of my I, Switch. I didn't think about that, but this is a game for like our age, or like a system for our age group. It's totally. Anybody can pick it up and play it, but it's perfect for somebody that has responsibilities and children and stuff yep. like that. And then, yeah, and then, and then, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, guess what? You you have kids. Perfect. We got these games that are now easily accessible. Um, or some of the, the other nice thing too, like you were saying about Mortal Kombat, like if you're gonna play a graphic game, you can just play it in handheld mode. Don't worry about your kids seeing. That's right. And if you have responsibilities right now, you probably don't have enough time to sit in front of the TV and play games all day long anyway. So like being able to take this with you and, you know, play on a lunch break or like, again, I use Japanese school again as my example. Japanese school we went to yesterday or on Friday. Um, I played while we were in, they were in Japanese school. Then my wife wanted to go grocery shopping. We went to two different grocery stores and I sat in the car and played switch and it was great. <laughs> And I'm like, now you know, this is like, how you do chores. And for me too, like since I work out of town now, it's you know I don't have to pack up a freaking whole console and haul it all the way up here with me. It's nice. I have my dock up here now, but it was nice because I can just throw my switch in my bag and go. It's, there's no cords, nothing I have to worry about. It's great. Yeah, and I was showing a coworker. You don't, and you don't lose quality playing in handheld mode. No. You don't. I feel the quality is on par between docked and handheld mode. And yeah, literally on Friday, a, a co um, worker came to visit me and uh, he's like, Hey, you got Smash with you? And I was like, You bet I do. And I showed it to him. <laughs> and then after he played it, he's like, He went to Walmart and he bought a Switch and Smash. Like, awesome. Right out of the blue. He's like, When he, an hour later, don't tell my boss, an hour later when he left, <laughs> he's like, I got to go to Walmart right now. And that's, dope. And, and, like, and that's another thing. This this console literally markets itself because you're bringing yeah, so it with you. It's so easy to show off. Yeah, and it makes sense. You know, I had kind of the same thing. So one of my roommates, he's been, you know, like a family friend um, forever. He, uh, so he plays Pokemon Go on his phone or whatever. And I have, I, well, I was sitting here the, a couple weeks ago when I come back. And I was sitting there playing Pokemon on my Switch, and he was kind of like, you know, peeking over my shoulder looking at it. I was like, you want to play it? And he's like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so I gave it to him. And uh, he's the same way. Like he said, you know, here after Christmas, when we have, you know, a sale again, he said he was going to pick up a Switch. Like, 
playing Pokemon on there. And he's never really played like the Pokemon mainline series since like a long time ago. And he was actually having like I had to like grab the switch back from me. He sat here for an hour playing it. So that's awesome. It's cool that, you know, people it's easy to show off and it's easy for to let people play it. And you can spread the Nintendo love. And you know, and me being a, a lifelong Nintendo fan, I'm happy that there's finally a console. Like they finally made a, a a console that isn't that's on par. Like that's doing really well, and it just makes me happy <laughs> that Nintendo's you know clawing their way back to the top. Yeah, they really found that that kind of sweet spot with like the the graphics that they need, and to still allow it to be portable. Yep. But even though, like, so I guess we're kind of talking about it right now about our Switch year in review and what we think of the Switch in 2018. The Switch still does have quite a few problems, and and that's what I think yeah. is even is even more powerful is the fact that even regardless of those power or uh, those those shortcomings, is that it's still a console that's amazing and that we still want to play and 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 champion for you know. But yeah. so like we just got we got YouTube recently. Uh, as an app uh the online you know we, it, you can you can argue it's not up to par with with the others yeah it doesn't cost as much either so that's kind of a balance but i guess i guess in, in like i'm i'm playing devil's advocate there, well so the switch online has some problems but so did xbox and so did playstation they were horrible when they first came out and yeah. I know Nintendo's behind on the game, but they are making huge steps forward. Like, it took them a while, but they finally pulled their head out of their butt, and they're doing, you know, good things to pull the Switch forward to get them, you know, in line with everybody else now. Yeah. And but... I feel like in a year, Switch Online's going to be way different than it is now. I Like, I feel like there's going to be some, you know, big improvements to it. Oh yeah, I agree with you, but uh, like again, to play devil's advocate, like you can also say like you know what these other consoles have had online for this long. Nintendo had enough data that they could use to say what we need to do for a real uh, console online experience, right? Yeah. Ring ring. Definitely. Joel, what do you think? Uh, you know what? For me, the whole online thing is that I just want it to work, mm-hmm. right? Like today, uh, when we were playing Smash, like it was just it. That's the first time I've ever had issues like was was Smash like that. So like so bad, mm-hmm. you know. And it really, like I'm like okay, well I'm paying for this. Like I I would just like for the, so that it, I don't want to have to have issues like that, right? Like yeah, the voice chat I will give like you yeah, a pass on because I can use Discord, right? But I just when it comes to like lag and all that, I just want it to work. Yeah. Like, don't give me the excuse that it needs to be hardwired in because I really don't think that is the issue. No. Right. Like my switch is sitting right here beside my, beside my, like my wireless router. And I'm going at 250 megabytes download, right? Mm-hmm. 120 upload. I should not have those lag issues. Yeah. No, definitely like there's no excuse for there to be lag on switch or on smash i, yeah, I do agree unfortunately with that. that's that's what I've, I've noticed it's like some some matches are completely fine and then others are just they're horrible they're unplayable especially yeah. if you were someone who plays like 
at all competitively, you would never, you'd be like, I can't do this at all. So, so you, you play yours plugged straight into the router, right, Tony? Yeah. Like it, mine's always yeah. hardwired except and, for when I was playing with Joel today. And oh. that's probably part of uh, what I had, so, we but, had issues but, with this morning. But the thing is, is that that's showing that it's not our internet speed. It's Nintendo servers. Yeah. And I understand that. Okay. Every once in a while you're going to ma- get matched up with somebody on the other side of the globe, but still you shouldn't have like you shouldn't have the lag issues at all they they need to do something with their servers yeah like it's it's got like a lot of people said they should have dedicated servers just for smash and i don't disagree but like if we were playing like i don't know what it's like in splatoon 2 now do we is it still like oh connection error kick you out is that still gonna happen does that still happen? You know, I don't remember. Did we have we tried it like that? I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't played Splatoon in a while. Yeah. Um you know, I think that the the uh, the lag issues will be dealt with. Um, especially since they're making money off their online. But it shouldn't have been a problem to begin with. Yeah. But I will say that it will be fixed. I do think I it's something that it'll improve over time for sure. <laughs> We're just, we're unfortunately, we're the beta testers for it. But let's go back to more so the Switch itself. Um, We were expecting perhaps like a big change to the interface, maybe themes. Um, You know, we're still pretty bare bones. We don't have uh, folders. The eShop's still pretty big of a mess. It has been updated a little bit with some some more things. But what do you guys think about that? Does that is that something that bothers you still in 2018? Do you feel like we shouldn't have to worry about those things, or is it kind of like the switch is so damn good we just give it a pass? You know, you know. Like, I'm not I, too concerned about folders, right? Yeah. Like the full. I'm not concerned about that. Like backgrounds, I could care less, right? Like I didn't even. You could buy so many of them on the 3DS, right? Like I don't even use them. Still just rock blue back screen. Uh, the folders, I mean, you put stuff in folders and you lose it, right? Mm-hmm. It, I, like For me on my iPhone, as soon as something goes in a folder, I never see it again. <laughs> right? So, so it, just to have everything out in the open, that's fine. You yeah. know, my like I like having everything out in the open. I really didn't use folders, but I'd like the ability. So, you know, like on the 3DS, how you could choose how many tiles it showed? Yeah, like, so like bigger or smaller kind of line. Yeah, yeah, like you can go from a single line to having five lines. Like I wish they would add that because I'd like to be able to see more than just a few games. Like I'd like if they would let you have like two or three rows. Mm-hmm. Um, or and the other thing too is I'd like to be able to set which games appear first. Like right. just have like I want Smash and Pokemon like lock, to always in. be number one and two. Yeah, yeah. Like I would like cool. to have that. As far as the backgrounds go, yeah, sure, it'd be cool. I'm not too concerned about it. I feel like it's something that will come at, at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more concerned about the 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 eShop um, right. base. I there's no excuse for the eShop to be such a mess. They nailed it with the Wii U eShop. The Wii U eShop was amazing, and they should just take that and copy and paste it onto the Switch. And I don't I don't know. Like I feel there's no excuse to have for the eShop to be so cluttered, and especially like. They need to do a better job. Like, I feel like they've made improvements, like, you know, like uh, with the featured games and stuff like that. I hear, so one complaint I hear a lot is, you know, there's so much shovelware on the Switch eShop, which is fine. Like, let whoever put games on it, but they need to do a better job of having the featured games, the good games out front. Mm-hmm. 
I, I kind of like some of the shovelware. Me too. Well, yeah, like, so like some I, of the shovelware that comes out is pretty neat. Like uh, I like finding that diamond in the rough. Like I have no problem with you know there being just mounds of stuff to go through. But what I'm saying is they need to do a better job of it's like, just they exposure need to have, for like, like sorting yeah, games. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they need to do a better job of not letting stuff get buried so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of sad when developers have to reduce themselves to like putting their game on fifty percent off just to get onto the on sale, where yeah. it's yeah. less of competition there, right? Because now you've seen developers utilize that early on in the year, and now all of a sudden you look at the on like on sale section, and it's just flooded as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there has to be, you know, there has to be something they can do. Like yeah, I said, like I don't know how you guys felt about, but I really like the Wii U shop was amazing. I, liked I it. really liked, it. and it was it was uh, captivating. Like the background music and the way they had the tiles, everything arranged, and like being able to have like all the different, like they had all sorts of different, uh, um, like groups of games. Like you could scroll down, and there's RPGs, racers, fighters, like all that stuff is there. Like I like the way they arranged all that and they always had um you know the best games the the most spot games most popular they had those all at the top and i feel like they should just bring that back and just build off of what they had with the wii u well the nice thing too is that they even had it where you can search a game by your favorite character yeah i, lo- yeah. I love that where you could just like click on mario or zelda and it would take you to all the games that they had yeah but again, they it have was... that on the screen too yeah but the thing about that right now is that they we don't have that many games with Mario and and those characters in them yet on the Switch, right? Like there's only a couple. Um, Another thing I feel like the Switch is missing, which I know they're working on, and I know they've changed their their uh, their aim, I guess, as far as the virtual console goes. Um, I know, like the the NES library is it's okay, it's subpar right now. Um, but I feel like Nintendo games, baby. Exactly. Like I think that they should have started with both NES and Super Nintendo, especially since we're paying for online. Like, um, they already had Super Nintendo games on the 3DS, so just bring them over. It can't be that hard to copy and paste them. Mm -hmm. For me, I don't really, I don't care too much about like the uh, the interface of the Switch being different. I really liked. I like the simplicity of it, and I think that because of it being so simple, that's why it's so quick, and I don't want to lose that speed by any means. Like the the yeah. the, the, the quickness of the Switch, like uh, there's no console that restarts as fast as the Switch does. There's no console oh, that no. does so, like updates to it as fast as the Switch. Like it's insane how quick it is, and I think yeah, we would like, lose I... that if we had like a more complex interface. The only thing is, like, I would like, I don't care about the themes too much, but I think you should be able to go into your screenshots and then just, like, you know, select that as your background kind of thing, like you would on a phone. But, uh, and and the eShop. I I like the simplicity of it too. Um, I I, I like the Switch's interface. Yeah, and the eShop for me isn't a big deal as much because, like, for, for us, we're people who, like, probably look at it more so than most, you know? And I always just arrange by date and just see everything that's come out until I see the last thing that I saw. So I don't really miss anything that way. But for like the average consumer, it's 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 definitely yeah, see, a mess. That that's I'm more concerned about like the average consumer. Um, like my like for instance, my nephews. 
they're not as thorough when they go into like the the e-shop as i am because i'm the same way as you tony i do the exact same thing like i just arrange it by date until yeah. i see something that i've already seen but uh something like you know um the average consumer kids and stuff like that it's they need to have it more uh more accessible so overall, guys, what what do you think? Um, do you think that the switch is in a good spot going into next year? Uh, do you think do you think we we need some improvements? Do you think we need that Switch Pro? What what do you think two thousand nineteen should look like? Um, as far as so when the Switch was released, they said that they are focused on games and game, and I feel like they've held true to that. The Switch is an amazing console just for, like, it's it's a gaming console. That's what it is. Um, here in the States, we have Hulu, which I use the hell out of. Um, but uh, as far as just, like, gaming, it's, it's, it's a great console. Um, I think 2019 is going to be better than 2018, definitely. Um, it seems like they have a lot of stuff planned. I, I guess I'm sort of in the minority because I want there to be a Switch 2.0. I think that they need to they need to take Nvidia's new chipset um, and and develop on that because I feel like it wouldn't be hard. I guess like I feel like they could pump out a new like an updated console, but I also feel like it's 2019 is too early. Um, I see that as more of a 2020 thing, but I'm excited like. If 2019 can flop, and as long as Animal Crossing freaking comes out, I'm happy. <laughs> like, I, um, I feel like Metroid needs to hit in 2019, more um, so just because I'm a super Metroid fan. But I think Metroid will be. I feel like Metroid's going to be a bigger game just because it's going to be on the Switch. I feel like more eyes are going to be on that. Um, more. Um, it's new probably going to bring more people it. into the into the franchise and if they oh, did the like remaster of the three or whatever like there's everyone rumored that they're gonna do yeah and one thing i want them to do and this might be a long shot um but if they do like the year of metroid it like okay so if they re-release the prime games that'd be awesome i'd like to go back and actually play more of them because i really only played the first prime um but also i want an hd rendition of freaking Met- like super metroid from the snes Ooh, i want the 2d to HD yeah the 2d oh, that'd be and so i'd also i'd i also I, I want them to focus like build me a new 2d metroid game i want more 2d <laughs> stuff i want 2d mario i want 2d metroid i think it'd be amazing i want a 2d zelda like really bad yes like link between worlds yeah that'd be awesome hey you like Metroid? Hey, you guys like Metroid? Yeah, you like Metroid? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I like Metroid. <laughs> Classic. Joel, is it looking good for 2019? Well, being Canadian, the only thing I can really equate this to is hockey terms. Okay, that perfect. if uh, this is the Nintendo Switch's sophomore, yeah, which sophomore is, slump, yeah, yeah, which, which happens <laughs> the second year in the league. If it's the sophomore and it can still come out with great games like Pokemon and also Smash. Like, I think they're setting themselves up for a very good third year, and I feel like this is the year that Nintendo is going to break out and just start selling consoles like crazy. Just because there's so many 
things like in the like in the pipeline that can come and there's so many franchises that they haven't even uh done yet right like we still haven't got yoshi yet we still have metroid rumored to come no kidding chris uh animal crossing um and also too possibly a new mainline pokemon game next year as well exactly right, yeah. for the holiday season so i mean yeah. next year is going to be the year of nintendo like Microsoft and Sony can do whatever they want. It's going to be Nintendo's year next year. And uh, you could take that to the bank because the Falcon said so. Ka-ka! Yeah, like right off the top, uh, like you're going to have a new Fire Emblem. We got that Travis Strikes Again. We got Mario, Sonic Mario. Team Racing. We got new Mario, Damon X Machina, Yoshi. We got uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Crash yeah. Team Racing. C- Crash Team Racing and Mortal Kombat. Like... It's already shaping up. It's going to be amazing. Oh, and that new game I, by the people from who do the Pokemon Company, Game Freak. It's going yeah, to be called the town. town. Their town, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I don't yeah. know. It's gonna. It's really exciting. All the Final Fantasy games. All the Final Fantasy games, Joel. Alleged. Oh. Alleged. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Or or uh, maybe Persona Five. You know all yes. those games. Yeah. Well, doesn't Switch. I've, so, okay, let me ask you this. Do you think Switch, like, okay, so everybody's always said, like, since the Wii, like, they, you know, Nintendo kind of, like, branched off and everybody's, it's always been the companion console. Nintendo's always, is always doing the companion console. Do you feel like Switch is working its way back up into the, the mainline runners? Like, they're going to be able to get back into being another console, like, that people buy like PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. What do you think? I think yes, but I don't think it needs to be. I think it it can if if Nintendo's not doing any more handheld systems, it can carve out its its nice little niche there and if if there is a Switch Pro and they're all backwards and forwards compatible and whatnot and they can drop the price of the regular Switch by like 100 bucks, this thing will fly off the shelves. And I think yeah, it, it, and, it can it can be a companion console. It could be your main console. It could be both. It could be either, you know. See, and I feel I feel the same way. Like it doesn't have to do anything more. No, I think but it will overtake inside, Xbox for sure next that, year. That inside Nintendo fanboy of me wants Nintendo to kick everyone else in the teeth. Like, I just want them to be. I want badass Reggie back. <laughs> well, I feel like they're already getting to that point. Just just the fact yeah. that they're, you know, it's 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 the Vita too but the better version of it you know like this is what the vita could have been first for sony but it wasn't because sony didn't have the commitment that nintendo does right just the fact that it's talked about every day like people that normally don't talk about nintendo consoles are talking about the switch and that just makes me happy like i'm a happy fanboy (laughs) right and like i don't feel like i need to be the nintendo apologist anymore like I was always trying to be the apologist with the Wii U and you know talk the Wii U up, and I feel like the Switch speaks for itself. Like it does really good. Joel, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. Like I I don't know. Like I mean I, I I agree with you. Like last generation, it was, hey try out the Wii U, it's good. And people are like, yeah, oh, what am I supposed to do with this stupid tablet? Right. Well, if you give the stupid tablet a chance, it was pretty good. But that's because I had a heart, like a spot in my heart for Nintendo, right? Yep. And I can see people not having that. But now it's like I just see there's so much conversation of even people who aren't in the video game industry, right? Like I have people 
who come up to me and ask me about their like for their kids it's like hey i see this like this nintendo thing like what can i do with it right is it is it okay for my kids are there going to be games for my kids and really it's there's games for the whole family to play on that yep right like not only for the kids so think of the children i mean it's it's a no-brainer to get the Nintendo Switch. Like, it's not going to be just. A, it's not going to be your second choice console. Like this next year, it's yeah, going to be the only your choice. first choice. I feel like Switch has the potential to be, you know, just if you're going to buy a Nintendo console, like it's more than just Nintendo games now. We have third-party games coming to it, and I feel like it could be someone's number one console. Yeah. Um, it, the fact that. It also doesn't look like a freaking toy, like the Fisher Price tablet with the Wii U. Like the yeah. Switch is like it's sexy, it's awesome. So, I mean, it makes me want to touch myself. Woo. Yeah, and on that note, me a <laughs> on that note, I, I wanted to quickly read. Uh, we got a couple of responses on the Twitter uh, about their top five games. So I just wanted to quickly uh, acknowledge that we yeah. got Grills Van Sizzle. Uh, his five games, or his or her five games, would be Hollow Knight. Celeste, uh, Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze, The Messenger, and Smash. And uh, Benji Kong, he decided to say Celeste, Hollow Knight, Octopath, Donkey Kong, and Inside. So thank you guys for responding to uh, that question on Twitter. We really appreciate that. Benji Kong, I believe he's a, he's a fan of those backlog busters, which you can catch now on uh, in, in our family of podcasts, which is really exciting. Yeah, I, I don't know. We haven't had a podcast since they became. <laughs> no, we haven't. They Quest for Pixels Bros. So that's something new. Um, we're hosting or producing, however you want to say it, the the Backlog Busters. Nothing's going to change with them. They're still the good old boys. Um, we're just going to uh, produce their show. Their show will also be available on YouTube now. Um, I'll be uploading their their show to the Quest for Pixels YouTube channel. So if you mainline YouTube, you can catch the show there. If you have never seen them or listened to them, go check them out. They're freaking awesome. For sure. And uh, if you want to keep uh, tabs on what we're doing at Quest for Pixels, you can go to www.questforpixels.com and also keep it locked to at Quest for Pixels on the Twitters, and you can see everything that we're doing. And uh, with that, guys, I think we are running quite long today, but we had a lot to talk about, so I think we'll wrap her up. See you guys next week. Bye. Peace. Ka-ka.